Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Thank you for listening this Friday, April 9th, 2021. Topics on today's episode include the new qualified mortgage information from Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, part two of my interview with Brandy Young, this time on how dynamic underwriting technology is helping lenders drastically increase productivity, and the Biden administration's infrastructure plan's impact on housing. I'd like to thank this week's podcast sponsor, Candor. Have you heard of Candor yet? As you'll hear shortly, they're gaining groundswell for their dynamic, adaptive, and automated underwriting engine. What's new out there? Both Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae release QM loan information that maps out their policies. Any lender originating agency loans should be aware of their requirements and their effective dates released to their purchase of loans subject to the qualified mortgage rule and originated relying on the GSE patch. Tongues are wagging a bit with the proposed CFPB RESPA servicing rule with protections for borrowers affected by the COVID emergency. In particular, industry players are questioning the regulatory authority to issue a blanket prohibition on foreclosure through the end of the year. Many are concerned that the contractual disruption for investors might lead to lawsuits against the agency. While attorney Brian Levy, in his latest Mortgage Musings, boldly goes where no man has gone before, with a Star Trek reference-laden questioning of the CFPB's psychoanalysis of the U.S. borrowing public. For that link, as well as ones on employment, lender and broker services and products, and today's joke, which is a short video, visit robcrispin.com. The changes that are being made by the FHFA and carried out by Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae go against a portion of what the Biden administration has promoted. During the campaign, Joe Biden certainly addressed housing, along with publicizing his plans directed at affordable housing. The Biden administration is planning to help ease the housing shortage by providing incentives to local governments to permit apartment buildings in areas zoned for single-family residences only. Essentially, if local governments ease zoning restrictions, they will get grants from the federal government for building schools. Seeking to ease, there's really no ending, is there, a national affordable housing shortage, the administration is pushing local governments to allow apartment buildings in neighborhoods that are currently restricted to single-family homes. It's not just about existing supply but also about creating new housing opportunities. As Jeremy Potter puts it, I've often said housing is infrastructure because of the role housing plays in stable communities. First-time homebuyers are reliable consumers. Want to support small businesses? Create more customers. Stable housing is an economic stimulus, an economic development for all businesses. The Biden infrastructure plan appears to focus on affordable housing units, housing supply, and public-private partnerships. While there are details to work out, housing as infrastructure is an economic driver. I wanted to bring back on Brandy Young, Chief Marketing Officer at Candor, for part two of our interview to talk about just how the technology is changing things for the underwriting game. From what our listeners know, Candor is an automated underwriting system that's revolutionizing the game. Can you can you add some color to that and tell people exactly what makes Candor so great? The short answer is Candor is a dynamic underwriting engine. Something that I like to emphasize is Candor is an underwriting tool. It is not a tool for underwriters. Frankly, underwriters have enough tools. They do not need any more tools that aggregate data for them or calculate data for them or otherwise pile more and more data on them. They need a tool that plows the field, a tool that conducts underwriting work. We went into production last September and we have completed just about 400,000 underwrites at this point. So with Candor, you actually hire a new underwriter that happens to be a machine named Candor. 
And our goal and intent is to be the highest ROI tech player available to lenders. The Underwriters Guild may not be so pleased to hear that that's basically coming to replace their jobs. Can you dispel some of that notion? Or I can edit this out if, if the answer is no. No, absolutely not. Um, there, is, there is a place for underwriters. There will always be a place for underwriters. Underwriting is science meets art. Underwriters bring an art form to the process. Um, we have just been able to develop a dynamic capability that cannot be done through RPAs. And what's an RPA, just for our listeners that don't know? Oh, I'm sorry. A robotic process automation. The robots. <laughs> oh, of, of course. Yes, the robotic process automation. <laughs> right. This actually should be seen as a productivity tool that helps underwriters do more, that helps lenders bring more volume in because their highest valued assets, their highest valued team is able to conduct more work, the type of work that only they can conduct. So you've talked about new technology. What exactly is new about Candor? The underlying technology in and itself is not new. It's called an expert system. It's new to the mortgage industry. But I can give you an explanation of what this is that's understandable. Medical diagnostic software. And I don't mean Google, but I mean actual medical diagnostic software. If you were to go into a doctor's office and you had you know, a headache on the right side and a fever of 101 and a pain in your lower left back, those symptoms would be input and the directive would be to ask you certain questions and decide what tests to have you uh, go through to come to a diagnosis, right? So if you think about that software, much like underwriting, it's dynamic. It's not a, a simple if-then kind of scenario. And the people that informed the decisions in this software are doctors. They're pathologists, hematologists, um, orthopedic surgeons, a wide variety of experts have given their input and have their knowledge harvested to create this expert system, this very dynamic ability to diagnose an illness. So you can't just grab a team of really great coders or technology people and have them create a medical diagnosis software. They don't know what that headache means and what that headache combined with the lower backache and the fever and the pain in your leg, what that means in aggregate. So now let's take a look at underwriting. That's what we have brought to underwriting, an expert system. Only an expert system has the ability to be dynamic, to pivot based on information that comes into the loan in real time and create new strategies and uh, new methods to validate and verify that data are accurate and true, but then also underwrite that data in aggregate to assess risk. That could be credit risk, information risk, any risk that the aggregate of the loan data presents. So that's what Candor's been able to put together. You cannot create a dynamic expert system stacking together many different types of technologies. RPAs, the robotic process automation by design 
are rigid. They are there to conduct predictable, repeatable tasks. And that's good. That, that, that takes some work away from people. That saves time. That's a good thing. But a rigid technology cannot be dynamic. It's just impossible. It doesn't matter how many of them you stack on top of one another, and therefore they cannot underwrite alone. Well, good. Sounds like you're here to save the day, at least within the mm-hmm. underwriting landscape. Uh, thank you very much for coming on the, the podcast and talking to me a little bit. Of course, Robbie. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Treasuries and mortgage-backed securities ended Thursday with a modest rally on the back of scant news. Sentiment was dominated by a dovish Fed. Fed Chairman Powell delivered remarks during a virtual G20 summit of central bankers and finance ministers, but provided no new insight, saying he would like to see a string of positive payrolls reports and reiterating that he expects any inflationary price pressures to be temporary. Freddie Mac's primary mortgage market survey reported a slight decrease in fixed mortgage rates after seven consecutive weeks of increases. The 30-year rate fell five basis points to 3.13%, but remains nearly half a percent above the survey low in early January. The Mortgage Bankers Association released its monthly credit availability index for March, which recorded slight easing in lending standards. While the index remains well below 2020's pre-pandemic high, it is nearly 6% above August print that showed the tightest conditions since February 2014. It's just a couple economic releases to close out the week, and we were supposed to have the producer price index for March, but it's been delayed indefinitely. Of note, beginning in this report, the year-over-year numbers are going to be impacted by comparisons to the pandemic's initial 2020 impact. Later this morning brings wholesale inventories for February and remarks from a sole Fed speaker, Dallas's Kaplan. Today's MBS purchase schedule sees the desk conducting two operations for $5.3 billion. Start the last day of the week with agency MBS prices, worse by an eighth and the 10-year yielding 1.67% after closing yesterday at 1.63%. Thanks again to Candor for sponsoring today's podcast. I look forward to hearing more great things. Want to know more? Go to candortechnology.com. Tell them Robbie Chrisman sent you. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.